Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted by DJ Rodgers in the end zone for the touchdown! Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, old Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And you can find my writing at Dairyland Express. You can find our podcast at Trilogy underscore pod to check out all of our content, including content from my co-host today, Tyler Kurth. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. And all of his writing is at Reviewing the Brew. So make sure you check all of that content out. Today, we are looking ahead to the divisional round matchup against the Rams and I'm just really excited for Packers football again. If it, it was a week, but it felt like a lot longer than a week since we've seen. Well, I guess it'll be a week break, two weeks since we've seen Packer football, but it's felt like an eternity to me. Um, I am glad it's back. I am excited. I am low-key really excited about the Saturday afternoon game. Like, I don't care if it's not in prime time. I'm so glad it's not Sunday night football. I, I'm looking forward to that, and I think I think we'll probably still put out a recap podcast on Monday, um, just because I feel like Sunday podcasts are weird. So we'll get one out on Monday. Make sure you check that out. Um, I'm excited. I, I think the Packers are going to win. I'll get to the score prediction at the end of the video, but or the podcast. But I I think the Packers are going to win this football game. Tyler, before we actually start previewing this game, how in the world are you doing? We should probably put the disclaimer in that our Monday podcast will be a hangover podcast as well, because win or lose, that's what will be going on. So um, full disclaimer going ahead into that one. But (laughs) I'm doing good. I miss football too. I mean, granted, you know, it was nice to just sit back and enjoy the Super Wildcard weekend. Uh, but it's not the same when your team isn't playing. So, like, you're—I was invested, but I like—I wasn't like super tense or you know as into it as I thought I was going to be. Despite that, there were triple headers back-to-back days, which is kind of yeah. Cool. And the not like being fully invested is nice. Like, not like I always get stressed on game day, no matter if it's week one, a week thirteen matchup that literally means nothing or whatever it is. I, I'm always like stressed on Sundays. So it was nice to have two days of NFL football with absolutely no stress. It's nice to see some of those teams play. I will be honest. And I'm a little disgraced as a football fan, but I don't feel that bad. But I had all six games on the majority of the time. I did turn off the Brown Steelers at 28 nothing. I'm like, 
what this is stupid. I'm not watching this. Um, but I did have the majority of the games on the majority of the time. But my girlfriend and I have restarted watching Star Wars, and we're doing it chronologically to where where everything happens. So we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and then we did episode two, The Attack of the Clones. And then now we're in Clone Wars, the animated series, and we watched 20 hours of Clone Wars last weekend <laughs> while football was on. We had dual screens, and we were kind of flipping between the two of like what, what, which one was actually on. But yeah, it was football on one TV, Clone Wars on the other TV, and I... Definitely, I think I probably gained way too much weight, and I didn't even eat that much. It was just I we didn't move. Like that's all we did. It was a fantastic weekend. Um, let's get into this Packers talk because that is what you're here for. And like I said before, this is going to be a fun game. I, I think the Packers will win, um, and I'm super excited for an NFC Championship game at Lambeau. I'm knocking on wood so I don't jinx anything, but. I'm super excited for this game. I'm ready. I've been ready for what seems like forever for this game. And it's coming up here. It, we're almost here. And I'm super, super excited about that. So let's get into the injury report. Um, we'll start with Kingsley Kiki. He was the only one that did not participate both Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, practice was moved up this week due to the Saturday game. Um so typically Wednesday is the first day that we get news, but because of the Saturday game, we got two days to go off of. So he did not participate with a concussion on both days. Um, Kevin King, Alan Lazard, Zadarius Smith, Equinemius St. Brown, Rick Wagner were all limited on both days. Mercedes Lewis was limited on Tuesday, did not participate on Wednesday. He's listed with a knee injury. Jared Valdir. Wasn't listed on Tuesday. He was there and then did not participate in Wednesday's practice. And now there's been reports that it's COVID-19. He's on that list. But the Packers' official injury report came out as it was not injury-related. So I am not entirely sure what's going on with that. Um, if it truly was COVID-19, he's clearly not going to play on Saturday. We'll have to see because... There's kind of conflicting reports um, with the original report. I believe, Tyler, you said it was Field Yates that reported that originally, and now the Packers put out their injury report and they don't have COVID-19 as the reason. So that'll be interesting. Maybe it is still the reason. I don't really know at this point as we're recording. Moving ahead to the Rams, Aaron Donald did not participate both days. That's obviously big. Um, I have seen stuff throughout this week. Sean McVay is, unless he has a setback, Aaron Donald sounds like he's going to play even with not participating these two days. And that makes sense. He doesn't need practice. He's that good. It will be interesting to watch if he can play effectively with those rib injuries. That's got to be a tough, tough or injury to play through at that position. I, ugh. I do not envy him one bit. I will just say that for sure. Um, so he's playing, or sounds like he's going to play through that. David Edwards has not participated both days. He's an offensive lineman with an ankle. Jared Goff um, has been a full participant both days with that thumb injury. 
Cooper Cup um, did not participate both days. Terrell Lewis did not participate both days. Nasimba Walker or Webster, wow. He was limited on Tuesday, full participant. Today on Wednesday, Andrew Whitworth was limited both days, and John Wolford did not participate with his neck on both days. So looks like Jared Goff is going to be the guy on Saturday, and that was in a little bit of flux. Based on those two injury reports, I would have to guess that it's Jared Goff. The the Definitely the interesting part is looking at – Aaron Donald. I, I think that's very important. I think Cooper Cup is important as well, but Cooper Cup's a good player and could potentially maybe take over a game on offense, but literally any snap, any game, Aaron Donald can take over at any given point. So watching what he's going to be able to do if he's able to go, um, how much that injury affects him, and if he is able to go or not, that is definitely something to watch throughout um, the next couple days going into Saturday, those are going to be big, big things to watch. Those are huge injuries for them. Packers do have injuries, um, but it seems like they're a much healthier team. Credit, number one overall seed, getting that by helps tremendously in that regard. And um, as I've heard a couple times uh, this week, Jared Goff has a broken thumb, it's fixed, whatever. But his tiny hands with a broken thumb in 20 degree weather, good luck, bud. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be big, I think. Uh, let's move forward. Let's let's talk about one thing that we need to do in order to win this game. And based on the information Tyler has in front of me, he's going super basic with this answer. <laughs> uh, I really am. I feel like sorry, wherever Scott is these days, like he always does basic stuff, like score more points. So. <laughs> I'm pulling a Scott today, but I have some solid reasoning. Like, obviously, the Rams' defense is poses a challenge to everyone. They were the best team in, like, limiting points against all year at, what, 18? But the Packers' offense was one of the best at scoring. So, to me, it's it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if, let's say, the Packers are, you know, kind of held to the season average of the Rams in 18. I, I don't think the Rams are going to score more than that. I, I really just don't. Their offense is that bad. <laughs> um, so, and but I, I've you know we said it all season all season long. Like nobody has stopped this Packers offense, so I fully expect them to keep rolling. Uh, especially being at home, you have Goff. You mentioned just absolutely sucks in cold weather. He's got like no touchdowns, five picks or something in below freezing games. He's better off throwing left-handed in this game, I think. So (laughs) overall, um, you know what, Packers, if you score more than 18 points, you're going to win. That's my bold prediction. You don't have to be perfect on offense. You probably aren't going to be, but we are definitely going to put up enough points, I think. Um, So 18 is my number, and that's crazy to say. Yeah, and I think it would, like – Based on what we've seen from this team, there's been, what, one game where they haven't scored 18 points against the Bucks. That's the only one I can think of. Like, this team generally is a walking 30-point game, this offense. That's how good they've been. So, to me, I I get it. And, and I think they will be able to score 18 points because even though this defense is very good for the Rams – 
We mentioned Aaron Donald already. You know, there's a lot of there's been a lot of talk of Jalen Ramsey being able to shut down Devontae Adams. I haven't seen anyone this year being able to shut down Devontae Adams. Like, no one comes close to shutting him down. And if they do, if a team does slow him down and and make him, you know, six catches for 60 yards, like, that's something you'll live with as opposing teams. But that's when they're double covering him all the time. Now, if you're talking about Jalen Ramsey shutting him down, that's single coverage. If I haven't seen a cornerback shut down Devonta Adams on any regular basis, if at all, this year. Um, so good luck. I, I just I'm not really even even the best defense in football potentially right now. I I just don't really see it. I I don't see them being able to hold this Packers team to under 20. I think the Packers for sure are above 24 in my opinion. So if that's the case, you trust your defense to slow down Jared Goff enough and and he might do it himself. But you trust your defense to hold them under 24 points. They did get 30 against Seattle. One of them was off a pick six, which was an incredible play and makes me hesitant for the Packers to run any sort of wide receiver screens. I've, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen that. That was awesome. It was such a great play. Um, and I, I instantly, I think I texted you right away, Tyler, and I said, that reminds me of Jair. Jair is going to do that this weekend. Um, so that would be awesome. But I do think they only, or I know they only scored 23 points on offense. And I'm saying they're going to score 24 here. So, and I think our defense is better than Seattle. So that's telling me that's a Packers victory. Um, so I, I am definitely super excited. I, I agree, even though it does sound very basic. They just need to score. They need to be like below their average, but not insanely below their average. Obviously, if they're above average, that would be awesome. Um, just looking as of right now, uh, about 5.30 on Wednesday evening, we're looking at day highs of 34, uh, low of 23, you know, 5 to 15, maybe even to 20 mile an hour winds. Uh, doesn't look like a lot of precipitation chance, about 24% uh, during the day, 22%. So not a very um, for sure thing, but definitely a cold game, not ultra cold or anything like that. But a cold game nonetheless, and as Tyler mentioned, Jared Goff has struggled with that. To me, I think the key to the game is going to be slowing down the Rams' uh, the Rams' rushing attack. I, I think the Rams aren't going to be able to score enough as it is. But if you stop their rushing attack, how is Jared Goff going to be able to drop back and throw? Like, if you stop the running attack, play action isn't quite as effective. We know play action is still effective, but it isn't quite as effective. They're going to go away from it. It's going to go to a drop-back offense. And Jared Goff, with a recently repaired broken thumb, his tiny hands, under 30 degrees, I, I don't see how he can be a drop-back quarterback on Saturday. I So they need that rushing attack. They need play action. They need those things for Jared Goff on Saturday. And if they stop the run, 
he's going to struggle, I think, and he's going to struggle mightily. So to me, that's what I'm looking at. If they stop the run, if they slow down Cam Akers, which I think they can. They've proven over the last few times they've played that this rush defense isn't the worst in the league. And it, it's starting to come around a little bit, starting to come around a little bit. And I think that's important going into this game because that's what you got to stop if you're the Packers. Right now, uh, according to PFF, the Packers rank 16th in rush defense grade, which middle of the pack, we will take middle of the pack for this rush defense because that's not something that we've been very, we could not say that for quite some time, it feels like. Um, DVOA has them slightly below that at 18. But again, we can take that. And that's something that I do think is important. And if they're able to slow them down in the rush game, that's going to help this team out tremendously. Of note, um, for the offense, for the Rams, their rush DVOA is fourth in the league. So pretty damn good. And then moving over to PFF, their run grade is 17th, tied for 17th. So I would imagine the truth is somewhere in the middle. So, you know, probably around top 10, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range for their off or their run offense. I think that's advantageous. They just stopped David Montgomery, who Bears fans tell me were was really, really hot. He's the new, the new great running back in the league. Okay. Um, they did a good job against him. They did a great job against Derrick Henry. They're they're trending in the right direction. So to me, if they're able to stop uh, Cam Akers in this rushing attack, I think it's going to be a huge asset for this team and, and is going to allow them to really dominate this football game. I agree. Like Cam Akers is, is strange because like he just came on the second half of the season and like everyone remembers his week 14 performance where he broke out for 171 rushing yards. And everyone's like, oh, he's he's legit. I think that might have even been like a Monday night game or something. So like the spotlight was on him. Um, but then the week after that comes out against the Jets, 15 carries, 63 yards. And that's it. I believe he had an injury that game because he didn't play week 16. And then came back week 17, 34 yards against the Cardinals on 21 carries. And then, of course, he has a good wild card round against Seattle, 131 yards. So he's still like a young back. I think that's who they're going to lean on the most. Like typically you think Maffei is going to you know use a bunch of different guys, but I think it's mainly going to be him. But I really, if I'm as a Packer fan and trying to be unbiased, I don't have confidence that Cam Akers is going to go out there and destroy us. That, that just does not sound like a thing to me, knock on wood. So I, I'm really not too worried about Cam Akers kind of going off. I, I think there's potentially could have a good game, but he's not going to swing the table by any means. And and then kind of on the flip side, I wanted to backtrack. You were talking about Devontae and, and Ramsey squaring up against one another. I found this kind of interesting. Aaron Rodgers said in a quote that the uh, – the Rams haven't been playing much as that like mano a mano football. So thinking like one-on-one in fact, Jalen Ramsey has only lined up in the slots on 16% of plays this year. Whereas uh, Devonta Adams has been there a season high this year, 30%. So like simple solution, put Adams in the slot, which they like to do anyway, um, or otherwise you're going to force the Rams to completely change the defense that they've been doing all year, which, has been successful. So I don't see him changing that at all. So I really don't know how much Adams Ramsey 
battling we're going to get. I, I, I'm sure it's going to be there, but not to the magnitude everyone's expecting. Yeah, and the other thing of note is the Rams don't play a lot of like man-to-man coverage. They actually are, I believe they lead the league in zone coverage snaps on defense. So that isn't directly related to Jalen Ramsey, right? Like that's that's definitely something that I think is important to kind of keep in mind. He's a great player. Do not get me wrong. He's one of the best out there in terms of cornerbacks in the league that we have right now. He he just is. He's that good. But there needs to be that caveat. If they play 80% of snaps in zone, which they do, like he's not being asked to be a true lockdown corner, even if he is doing a very good job of stopping opposing wide receivers. I do think that is an important thing to bring up. Um, You know, looking at some of the games, you know, there's been, he's had pretty solid coverage grades from PFF throughout the season, but overall he's a 78.5 on the season, which is not bad at all. Um, But it hasn't been like insanely high numbers. He's got an interception this year, um, nine pass breakups, according to PFF, but there's specific games that you look at and it's like, okay, like you did fine. But at the same time, there's, he definitely didn't look great. Um, And that's something like the first game of the year, granted it's the first game of the year, so not perfect, but eight receptions for 81 yards over a 10 yard average. There's other games, you know, um, there's other games above 10 where he gives up um, some, it's not a lot of receptions. I will give him that. That's the one he gave up the most receptions, but I do think it's something to look at um, and, and kind of figure out, you know, what is he, truly going to be able to lock down Devontae Adams. And the way they play, I would say no, because I really don't – they don't play a lot of man-to-man coverage, so how can you lock someone down if they're playing zone coverage? I I just don't understand that truly. Um, A guy that I do think is kind of the same, Um, you know, I've heard talk this week of – Guys that are more route-running savants have had a better luck against Jalen Ramsey. He's been able to shut down the big, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. Though Over his career, he's been able to do that. But where he has a little bit more trouble is against guys that are just truly elite in their route-running, you know, the Stephon Diggs and those type of players, Keenan Allen, all of those types of players I think is important. And actually against the Chargers this year, um, oh, I have the wrong guy up. Never mind. Um, let's, I just think Devontae Adams is the best of those guys. And if he struggles with those guys, how's he going to do against Devontae? I, like I said before, I haven't seen Devontae be shut down by any one player. And I don't think, even though Jalen Ramsey probably has as good a chance of anyone, I don't think he's going to do it. Moving quickly back to the Cam Akers thing, I do think he's capable of having a big game, like you were talking about, Tyler. But in terms of overall, like his consistency isn't there. His best game this year, 
73.2. Jamal Williams overall offensive grade this year, exactly the same, 73.2. So, and and the interesting thing is, is Jamal is like consistently high 60s, low 70s. He has, his highest game is 74.5. So it's not much higher. Um, but the difference between, you know, a couple good games and they have come recently. So that's something to keep an eye on, but a couple good games versus a guy that just is consistent all year in Jamal Williams. And they have the same, um, you know, Cam Akers best graded game. He's had two of them at 73.2 is just what Jamal Williams is all the time. So that's something to know if you want to ease your burden a little bit about Cam Akers, that's something to look at to say, Maybe he's just had a, a couple good games. Maybe that's the case. Um, Aaron Jones is ridiculous when I look at this. Like, I was going to compare him to Aaron Jones, and it's just not even close. Aaron Jones has had, like, half of his games above where Cam Akers' highest has been. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's a game wrecker. I think Aaron Jones is a game wrecker, can be a game wrecker. Cam Akers is not that. He could be on any given Saturday or Sunday – but he's not consistently a guy, I think, that is that type of player. So I get where you're coming from. Maybe not worry about that quite so much. Um, but definitely, I still think something to keep an eye on. And we, I've gotten so sidetracked, Tyler. Was, was that your key stat or matchup? I don't even know where we are. We've been <laughs> talking so long on this Cam Akers and Jalen Ramsey thing. No, believe it or not, like another matchup I think is going to be interesting is, I mean, the trenches. Obviously, Aaron Donald, cracked ribs or not, he can be a game wrecker. He can win <laughs> the Rams a postseason game by himself. Um, but, like, the thing is, there are other guys there, too. I mean, the Rams are, what, second in the league this year with 50, what, 52 sacks, I think. Um, and then, you, so you have this other guy in Leonard Floyd. He had 10 and a half sacks this year. You have guys like Morgan uh, Fox, Michael Brockers. And there's, they're very deep in their pass rush and ability to get to the quarterback. So uh, how this offensive line holds up is going to be, you know, really huge because that's how you move the ball. I mean, that's when I look back to last year and we lost in the playoffs, it's because we just got destroyed at the line of scrimmage and, that's the one thing that kind of worries me a little bit. This game is if their defensive line gets hot and, you know, makes things happen, we could be in trouble. So we need our O-line to be on top of the game. and We need to control these pass rushers. And that's going to be the case from here on out. We'll have to see um, kind of how everything goes. But looking ahead a little bit, you know, if you get through this Rams team and your offensive line looks good with the guys you were talking about, Michael Brockers, Aaron Donald, um, Ashawn Robinson's on that team, you know, then Leonard Floyd, you know, they've got some guys up front that can wreak some havoc on an offensive line. Then you get through, if you get through that, then you have either the Saints or the Bucks, which we've obviously seen it back in week six with the Bucks. They, did a very good job against our offensive line. Um, so that's something, you know, they need to start playing or they need to play really well in the playoffs because there is some guys coming up, you know, Cam Jordan down in New Orleans, um, Trey Hendrickson, Marcus Davenport, New Orleans, like those guys can get after the quarterback too. So not only is it a, 
matchup to watch in this game, but it's going to be the rest of the NFC NFC playoffs, no matter who they play. Um, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on um, throughout, you know, just see how that offensive line is holding up. I do think they got a little lucky, little injury luck with Aaron Donald being hurt. But even if Aaron Donald 75, 80%, he's still probably one of the five best defensive linemen in the league still. He's just that good that 75, 80% of him is like, what, Akeem Hicks level probably still, which is insane. And I talk Akeem Hicks every Bears week of he scares me just as much, if not more, than Khalil Mack. So, like, that's insane that Aaron Donald might be at that level this weekend, and he's, what, 80, 75, 80, 85%. That it's just insane what that guy's able to do. Um, so I do think the Packers get a little bit lucky that he – Likely he's not going to be 100%. I mean, he hasn't practiced yet this week. I imagine he's going to play. But offensive line definitely has to be something you watch both this week, hopefully the following week, and hopefully into the into the or Super Bowl. Excuse me. Um, I It's definitely going to be something to watch because we've seen Aaron Rodgers be great when the offensive line protects, and we've seen him struggle when they don't. So definitely that is what – that is one of the key matchups we've talked about. Devontae Adams, Jalen Ramsey. I think Devontae's going to get his. I think Jalen might make a play or two, but Devontae's going to get his. Like you mentioned, Tyler, they're going to move him into the slot. They're going to move him around. Um, you know, they're going to get – maybe they'll throw him on a few jet motions or um, to see if they're in man coverage to get Jalen Ramsey running across the field as well. Like, imagine Devontae Adams – and Jalen Ramsey there, man-to-man. They send Devontae across on a jet motion. They snap the ball just after the center, so it's really a decoy motion. And then he's coming back on a slant the other way or something like that, like getting Jalen Ramsey sprinting one way and have Devontae just use his great route running, cut back the other way, and now it's like basically like a tight end lake play um, or run a drag on it. Like there's just so much that – you can take advantage of with Matt LaFleur's offense. It'll be interesting to see if they even play any man coverage. Maybe they play more because they do think Jalen Ramsey can do the do the thing against Devontae Adams. I don't know. Definitely something to watch, both that offensive line, that matchup, Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams. With the amount of zone they play, I think it might be a little overhyped because they do play so much zone coverage. Um, so that might not be that big of a matchup, but I do think it's still something you're going to want to watch. Um, and anytime you get a chance to watch Devontae's route running is a great time, except if you're Jalen Ramsey or a defensive back that's trying to guard him. Um, I'll look at my quick stats here. Um, we are running a little bit longer than anticipated, but you know we're excited. We haven't seen Packer football, divisional round in Lambeau, Saturday afternoon game makes it much easier on the old man that is myself Tyler will be awake won't be past his bedtime so I'll get some help on recording it'll be great um so overall the Packers currently DVOA are ranked third PFF their first so you know top three team in the league according to both of those metrics offensively I believe they ended the season in first at first in points per game, 
Um, offensive DVOA, number one. Offensive PFF grade, number one. They are the best offense in football, which is incredible because apparently Aaron Rodgers needed a wide receiver in the first round. Defensive statistics, um, defensive DVOA, they are ranked 17th. Defensive PFF, they're tied for eighth. So I don't know what to think of that. That is really, really interesting. That's quite a big difference. I would have, again, like I said before, I think the truth is maybe somewhere in the middle. I would argue like 14, 15 probably. Um, But that's kind of interesting that those two completely just like they agree about everything else but that they completely disagree on one saying a top 10 defense the other is saying a slightly below average defense so interesting kind of look there um and hopefully they're able to sway persuade dvoa to increase it a little bit after they just destroy jared goff uh, special teams, DVOA, 25th in the league, PFF, 31st. We knew this. They're terrible. You can't figure anything out. And at this point, as Packer fans, you just got to hope and pray that it doesn't affect a game from here on out. Because if it affects a game from here on out, the Lombardi's not coming back to Green Bay where it deserves to be, needs to be. The special teams just has to do their job. Fair catch, everything. If you can, just – I don't care if they kick it to the five. Get behind it. If it's not going to bounce into the end zone, then get it. Get to the 15 and lay down. Don't fumble it. Or just let it go into the end zone because our offense can move the football. And I know it's going to be a tough test against the Rams, but just don't do anything to mess this up, please. Please, please, please do not do anything to mess this up special teams. All right, Tyler, it's that time. Score prediction time. What are you predicting for this NFC divisional round? Winner is going to the NFC championship. What do you got? I have the Packers offense cruising still, so I'm going to go 31 points. So that's four touchdowns and a field goal. Um, I think we'll still be aggressive, you know, going for it like we have on fourth down when we're on, you know, the ramp side of the 50, um, which is why we only kick one field goal in the game. And I think the Rams put up a whole whopping, I'll give them 17 points. That, that's about it. <laughs> so the, they might get they might get lucky, maybe a garbage time touchdown in there. I, I'm really not too worried about this Rams offense whatsoever in the Packers Offense has given me no reason to doubt them, even though they're going against one of the best defenses in the league. So 31 to 17, that is my prediction. And I mean, we've seen this defense, or excuse me, this offense work against even good defenses. There's that one really bad blip against the Bucs, right? That was a really, truly a fluky game. Um, but even though San Francisco has had a lot of injuries this year, they ended the season at sixth in defensive DVOA. New Orleans wasn't quite this level of defense um, when we saw them, I don't think, but they're ranked second in the league. And Chicago, top 10 defense. Indy, top 10 defense at seven for Indy, eight for Chicago, according to DVOA. You know, it's not like 
they haven't faced a good defense. And everyone's saying they're the number one defense. And, you know, I'm not going to argue too much, but DBOA has them fourth. Uh, PFF has them first overall. And PFF has them by a pretty considerable margin. Uh, they're up four grade points on the Steelers. And then the Steelers are up like six on Washington, who's the next closest. So um, they do have them considerably higher, but football outsiders DVOA does not. So I do think the Packers are able to move the football. Um, you know, that is something that I haven't been proved otherwise. Tampa Bay, yes, they got stymied that game, but it's one game and I have 15 other examples of this offense doing the job and, and doing it well. So I think the Packers offense continues to do a pretty good job. I'm going to say 28, not quite to 30, um, but I agree with, I think this defense is going to shut down Jared Goff. I think, so this is going to be kind of interesting. So Packers score 28. The Rams are going to score on their first drive. They're going to get a touchdown. They're going to score three points the rest of the game. 28 to 10, it's not going to feel close. Um, it might right away with the Rams scoring on their first drive. But other than that, I think it's going to be a relative blowout. And the Packers defense is going to come to play. They've got 6,000 people to play in front of. They're going to be stoked. They're going to have a great game. Just the difference, you know, other than just allowing three points is Sean McVay is going to have that first drive all schemed up and they're going to look really good. And then the defense is just going to take over like everyone expects the Rams defense to do. The Packers defense is going to take over, give extra chances to Aaron Rodgers in this offense. The Rams defense is going to do everything they can, but 28 to 10 doesn't really feel close at all the entire game and a comforting stress-free Saturday, even though from whenever I wake up on Saturday till 3.35, I'm just going to be like a wreck. That's, it always happens in the postseason. So if, if you're wondering where I am on Saturday morning, I am curled up into a ball, worried, and just praying that the Packers win this game. That That's what I do. That's what I do. Um, I am completely <laughs> over-invested into the outcome of Packer games. Tyler, you know this. I get very upset, so much so that Tyler's wife hates watching Packer games with me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was very sad that we watched the Packers-Bears game together because she's a Bears fan, so... Whatever. I am who I am. I, at least the, I saw a video yesterday on Tuesday of this guy who looked ridiculous with his beaded dreads or whatever the hell he had on his head. He took a ladder and fucking just hit his TV like three times with it and was literally crying in the video. And then he punched the TV three or four times and then he threw it on the ground. And I'm like, at, at least I'm not that bad. Like, I get angry, I yell, but that's about the extent of it. I scream at, um, you know, Kamal Martin for missing a tackle because Chris Barnes is offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> you know, I I yell, I yell at MBS for dropping passes. 
I, I do all of that, but at least I'm not fucking smashing my television, partially because I know how much it costed me, but also <laughs> I'm not that ridiculous. I'm, I'm ridiculous, but I'm not quite that ridiculous. Make sure you guys continue to check out all of our content, including how I watch Packer games. Um, at G underscore pods, the best way to do that on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. I'm trying to figure out this draft stuff. I'm really hoping to get one out before the game. Um, if not, early next week. Make sure you guys are checking that out. 